the Gritty Growing Up podcast. Because mental health conversations don't have to be uncomfortable and argumentative. Gritty Growing Up is about challenging the perceptions of childhood and recognizing that whilst it isn't what it used to be, we can still make it positive. Join us as we share conversations, knowledge and strategies to help your family connect and move forward together. welcome back to Gritty Growing Up. A common issue that so many young people struggle with is that they feel that everyone is watching them. But when we actually think about it, that's something that a lot of adults struggle with too. Have you ever noticed that for so many, this struggle actually paralyzes them, prevents them from stepping forward, doing the things that they want to do, holding them back from thriving and reaching their potential? So why do we worry so much about what everyone else thinks? Why do we get so caught up in the perception of other people's opinions that we allow those thoughts to stop us from moving? It's like we're staying at a red light and refusing to move even if it turns green. And my feelings about this are twofold. The first part of it is where do we learn to give so much of our power to others? That adage that you cannot pay your bills with other people's opinions is the first part of it. But when did the opinions become the priority? We're also aware that others always make comments. Whether they intend to cause us upset is controversial. For some, they're merely annotating and narrating life. For others, their own insecurities tarnish their comments on others. For some, they might be simply agreeing with what they're saying to, or what you're saying to yourself. The question that we need to ask is why do we even care? Why do we spend hours worrying about what other people have said to us, what we think that they're thinking about us, or opinions that they might not even have? There's a great difference between feedback which helps us to grow, for instance targets, 360 feedback in an organisation or from a medical professional that gives us guidance to improve our health, versus those who comment on our looks, sexuality, personal decisions as to whether we do or do not have children, we do or do not have a partner, the makeup that we wear on our faces. Feedback is such a diverse system and one that has its benefits and its limitations. Historically, people's opinions impacted the way that we live and it's not a new concept. The reality is that for some, living their truth has been a dangerous situation. Those opinions have, of the LGBTQ community, been raw, dangerous, terrifying. It's limited opportunities for individuals to live their lives. For others, online bullying and harassment has destroyed lives. Social media opened opportunities for individuals to hide behind screens and play the keyboard warrior, purposely writing cruel, targeted comments which cause longer-term pain and suffering. But our focus today is on the feedback which is about our personal lives, the way we dress, the way we socialise, our relationships, our dreams and goals and targets. When did we begin to feel that others' opinions govern those? Has social media made our beliefs around others' opinions even stronger? No one's immune. Equally, there's not one group of individuals who are at fault. Personally, I've only recently received an incredibly offensive email from a representative of an organisation who felt that my commitment to mental health made me a woke snowflake. And when I addressed it with the organisation, I was simply informed that their age meant that they weren't educated on these issues. These excuses that are made just invalidate the whole point. Our responses to these issues validate the problem. This wasn't an adolescent who are most frequently blamed for such behaviour, but someone who was educated to know better, be better and plead to want to make a difference to the world. If we don't address these issues, then where does this stop? Earlier this year, I was really fortunate enough to be on training with Dr. John Demartini, who highlights that when someone says something to 
us that actually we might consider that they're pointing a finger to us, that actually they're pointing at least three fingers back at themselves. So for every offensive comment that they make to us, their opinions and words to themselves is equivocal, if not more. So effectively they're projecting their pain onto others in hope to bring them down to their own level, to hope that actually by doing this we're making ourselves feel better in a really backwards direction, that how can we perceive that it's acceptable to make other people feel bad to make ourselves feel better, but actually when we look at it that is so frequently what happens. So we know that on social media everyone has an opinion, we're encouraged to have an opinion. Every day we get this comment, what are you thinking today? Perhaps we even open ourselves onto them. When we post, we're aware that those in our audiences will be watching. Whether we like them or not, we need to ask ourselves this question of all the people on your social media feed, do you feel confident that they all even like you? Are, your, are you actually content about their thoughts on you being positive? Is it a rarity that those on our feeds are all in our team? That concept of like, is everyone in your boat rowing for you? We can often discover that actually, for many, the people on their friendship lists on social media are not people that they actually want to spend time with, whose opinions actually matter to them, but they have a feeling that they need to try and impress them. So what impact does that then have on self-esteem and confidence, on our belief systems? If we're consciously allowing people to view our lives through those negative opinions of us, are we actually helping ourselves? If we truly believe that someone has a negative view of us, why do we want them to be part of that feedback? In 2000, Tom Gilvich and colleagues published a paper in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, and their study involved a group of students who they put in one room. And they provided one member of the group with an embarrassing t-shirt of Barry Manilow. Now, I feel really sorry for Barry at this point, because having seen him live in concert, he's one hell of a showman. But nevertheless, they placed the student in said t-shirt and asked him to estimate how many people in the room would notice this embarrassing t-shirt. The student in the room predicted that 50% of the group would notice. Now, in the results, the reality actually showed that only 25% of the people in that room noticed the t-shirts and that actually our brains consistently overestimate the impact that this has and the impact that we have on situations. The study was then extended to provide three more t-shirts of a slightly less embarrassing nature and again, students predicted that 50% of people would notice what they were wearing. The outcome was that off the room, only 10% noticed the t-shirts and could actually identify who was on them. And the study was a really powerful real-life outcome that showed that the majority do not take a blind bit of notice of us and that we're easily forgotten if we're even noticed at all. Yet so many of us won't go out because we're worried about what people think about our clothes or our weight or our hair or the way that we look or the way that we act. We get so caught up, we paralyse ourselves in a society where we don't live because we're so fearful of these responses. When in reality, in a room, only 10% notice. But then I want you to consider the last time you walked down the street, how many people can you remember actually seeing? If I was to ask you what were they wearing, what were they doing, would you be able to recall that? Because most of us are living our lives in case those around us might notice us. The reality is the majority of people are too preoccupied with their own lives, their own problems and their own world, as well as their own worries about being noticed to even give a care to us. In fact, if we were to sit there and create a lovely cartoon of this moment, we're all walking around worried what everyone else is thinking. So actually, we don't even have any brain power left to actually notice what anyone else is doing. 
We all live in our own heads and overestimate the number of people who notice our hair colour, the size of our bodies, the way that we move, talk or interact. We overestimate people's opinions on our world and we believe that we actually feature in their worlds. Their thoughts about our choices and the way that we work actually don't even hit most people's radars. So we're holding ourselves back from living how we want to live. In reality, if I asked you to recall 20 people you interacted with last week, how many could you recall what they were wearing, doing, talked about or ate? So next time we're inclined to cancel a plan, avoid a commitment or not do something, just take a moment to ask if there's any evidence of the worries that you're having or is it just simply your imagination filling in the future with negative ideas that leave us with regrets in place of memories? Some intriguing food for thought and I'll be back very soon with more Gritty Growing Up. In the meantime, stay safe, stay talking and look after each other. Stay safe, keep open-minded and we'll look forward to sharing more gritty moments with you next time. If you want to up your knowledge in the meantime, head over to dandeliontraininganddevelopment.com.